The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into the show southern middle tennessee sports today we are going to pick up the tennessee state press conference here as uh they have just gotten started uh so we will pick it up in progress um right now in the spirit of creating a winner to continue the tsu spirit of excellence this new direction will focus will infuse our football program and continue to propel TSU as a premier HBCU and as an institution coupled with other major initiatives that are currently taking place across the landscape of this university. About a year ago, we hired a new director of athletics, Dr. Mickey Allen. I charged him with making bold and innovative decisions that would take our athletic programs to another level, and he has done that. With this announcement today regarding the TSU football program, now let's please welcome A.D. Mickey Allen. Thank you, President Glover, for those kind remarks. And uh, I'm just so grateful to work for you and your leadership and support for athletics has been phenomenal. I thank you for that. It's a huge day in TSU athletics history, and it's a great day to be a TSU Tiger. You know, yeah. You know, when I took over this program a year ago, my priority one was to make sure that with this TSU football program, that we did the necessary things and made the necessary decisions to renew the standard of excellence of this historic program. Well, today we take the first bold step towards accomplishing this goal. I'm excited to introduce the new leader that will become the 22nd head coach of our football program. But before I do so, I'm proud to say that our new leader is a proven winner both on and off the field. He's a Nashville hero and one of the greatest players of all time. He's passionate and knowledgeable about the game of football, but more importantly, He's dedicated and committed to developing and teaching young men the game of football. He's dynamic, he's charismatic, he's energetic and magnetic, 
and has all the tools necessary to build a championship-level program here at the Tennessee State University. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in officially introducing the next head football coach of the illustrious Tennessee State University, Eddie George. Wow. Oh, man. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming out today for this uh, momentous occasion. Um, this is a, a new chapter for me. Um, I'd like to thank Dr. Glover, Dr. Allen, for uh, believing in me to do this job. I'm very excited about it. Um, thank you, Tiger Nation. Big Blue for embracing me as your next head coach. Um, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, first of all, I would like to acknowledge Coach Rod Reed and his staff for their service to the university for the past 10 years. They did an amazing job here. Yes, yes. Rod is a proud alumni of, of Tennessee State University, and uh, he did an amazing job, and I, I look to take what he's done here to the next level. Like I said, I'm honored to be named the 22nd head coach of this university, this program. And I, I, I truly understand the history when it comes to Tennessee State football. I've been living here for well over 24 years. In fact, uh, when we first got here from Houston, we landed here at Tennessee State. And I was very familiar with the 13 national black championships that they, they've won here. The Hall of Fame coaches like Henry, Henry Dean and Howard Gentry Sr., John A. Merritt, uh, Joe Gillum Sr., great players like Richard Dent, Claude Humphrey, NFL Hall of Famers. I mean, number one in HBCUs in terms of putting players in the NFL. Very aware, <laughs> extremely aware of the rich history here, and, and I get it. So taking this job on <laughs> carries a lot of weight. I have some big shoes to fill, but I feel like I'm the man to get the job done. I'm extremely excited. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, this is a day of excitement, and I'm just proud to be a Tiger. Go Big Blue. Thank you. So there you have it. Uh, Eddie George, the guy to get it done, he says. And yeah. he's very aware of all those people he read the names off of. I wish you could have seen that. <laughs> very aware. So aware of all the whole, of the, all the great coaches that he had, he had to, to read, read them. their names. Yeah, I, I, could not, I could not see the video, and it's just as well. And it's my fault. I no, no, you're fine. You're no. fine. You did a great job of getting that, you know. What we talked about off air would have been a bonus if we could have pulled it. Bonuses. If you could have pulled it off, but I, I am, uh, <laughs> I'm underwhelmed. Can't and, imagine. And you know that probably came through when we discussed this yesterday. It will probably come through in the interview with George that we're going to have here in the next segment. I'm underwhelmed. It will definitely come through. It, we already know what Mo's going to say. Again, the next. 
We expected a press conference today. We did there not were, know. We weren't entirely sure what time. Well, we expected it at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. There were some complications that could have prevented that, but I think the ball, the, the wheels were already in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so this I, as as we said, because the the press conference began while we were in the break at the top of the hour, TSU President Glenda Glover went off script, as she said, and thanked Rod Reed. And I'm I'm glad she acknowledged, you know, TSU alumnus, eighteen year um coach, eleven as head coach, Rod Reed. All, all American. of this, all American as a player, Rodri may still hold some tackle records in that program. Yeah. So I mean, um, like you said, it's unfortunate that it wasn't on the script, but well done to her for going <laughs> off the script. Yeah, yeah. Um, say what you will about Rod and and the job that he did or did not do. As coach at Tennessee and 20, State. 2013 OVC champion. Well, uh, it, and and this is very much a what have you done for me lately culture. So, I absolutely. mean, when you realize they won it in 2013 and they won a FCS playoff game in 2013 and that was all eight years ago, you know. I mean, I get it. I get that Rod was not as successful as – the TSU fan base, the TSU administration would have liked to have seen. I get that. I don't get not stepping out there on Saturday and saying that tomorrow Rodri will be coaching his last game. I agree completely, especially once. Let's just say that Saturday the rumors started kind of spiking, finding their way to Twitter, et cetera. Yeah. And then – it was Sunday when Brett McMurphy was the first to tweet it um, and report it, much to my chagrin. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. That's just a that's a personal issue with our culture in journalism. Um, well, I'm not necessarily going to fault him. I mean, if he felt like he knew it. I'm not mad. I, well, I am mad at him. <laughs> um, but it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if. I don't know what would make you think that that was going to keep that long. From an administrative standpoint. Yeah. No, I mean. It, it was mishandled on Tennessee State's part. Let's put it this way. I can tell you how long that this has been going on, and I can tell you how long Rod Reed has known. It's been six weeks since Eddie George was approached. It's been three weeks since Rod Reed knew. Mm -hmm. Now, the fact that it kept three weeks, that's that's something. But putting somebody in that position – in my opinion, isn't cool. No, absolutely not. Not only the coaches, but the players. I mean, they're... They're right there. They're hearing all this. Yeah. And like, hey, coach, what's up? You know? 
I, Don't worry about it. Just play ball. I guess, <laughs> but that's and that's just unfortunate for for those players and those kids. I you know, it was reported Sunday morning. It was pretty well confirmed at that point. I mean, it, most everybody knew. Uh, it's just unfortunate, like you said, that it it got out of the the circles so early. And I don't I don't know how big that circle was, but it was bigger than it should have been. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile. Congratulations to Montgomery Bell Academy rising senior quarterback Marcel Reed. Whose recruitment just way opened up real heavy. Hey, he got an offer from Georgia yesterday. So, there you go. So, not the worst of days in the Reed family. No, it's not. And and I, I, I hope that this was a situation where, you know, TSU and Rod were able to be amicable and and Rod will still hold TSU in in high regard in his life and and will continue to be a voice for Tennessee State University. I'm going to just tell you what though. I mean coaching at Tennessee State University as an alumnus no picnic. This is the second time in my recent memory that things have not gone the way said alumni would have liked. And and see, I think that's a, I mean, obviously there's an allure to having an alumnus as your coach because, Until, because you want somebody who understands your program, who can sell your program, who was successful in your program. Much somebody like, that it means something to. Much like Clark Lee. But, yeah, much like Penny Hardaway, and, and the thing is, it's all great until it goes sideways, and then you have to make this decision, mm-hmm. and that's the decision that is. It's tough. I know that that decision hurt Mickey it, to make, but well, I hope it did. Yeah, uh, but also, I mean. He's running a program, and it's it's on him now. Yeah, and and I, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it, I'm not gonna say that it wasn't a decision that needed to be made. I mean, right. again, you just don't know they've that, not performed that particular. It's just a tough. That's a tough dynamic. I it think it is. It's very difficult. So we'll talk more about it. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's uh, George Plaster. He he joined us yesterday. We took a, we, we taped this interview so. You will hear me say that we thought there was going to be a press conference today, and well, there was. So, yeah. Anyway, it is a ignore fluid, that. It's a fluid situation. So we'll be right back on Southern <laughs> Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net.
care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the show on this Tuesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us on this beautiful Tuesday. Hope it's everything that you wanted it to be. And as we talked about yesterday, just a little teaser yesterday about this subject matter, and that's okay. Um, I think what we're about to get into is a little bit more in-depth and maybe some some insight, insight that we did not have uh, just because there's – there's not really anything more than rumors necessarily that are flying out there. I mean, it's pretty well confirmed, I would think, uh, but it hasn't been announced officially uh, that we know of. The rumors are so strong and circulating so heavily. Yeah, ignore that part. Clearly, something has leaked. Now, whether it was leaked intentionally or whether it just wasn't kept very well, I don't know. But I mean, I, I almost think we've moved beyond rumors and we've moved to, you know, unconfirmed fact, maybe. Yes. Yeah, so on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, joining us now is George Plaster. George, when we, you and I talked over the weekend, we were expecting a press conference this morning, but uh, that, well... You know how things go. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a fluid situation. Look, <laughs> the, the, fluid the fact situation. of the matter is, yeah, the fact of the matter is, Eddie George is going to be the new football coach at Tennessee State University. Let me say right off the bat, mixed feelings. Rod Reed is a really good man. Uh, I consider him a friend. Um, I, I'm sure you guys have had him on uh, a wonderful person and wherever this takes him in his next journey in life, I want to wish him the very best because I consider him a friend and a really good man. Eddie George is going to do a lot of things for Tennessee state. I think number one, there's going to be a buzz around that program that hasn't been there in a while, that only somebody like a Heisman Trophy winner and a 10,000-yard rusher could bring to the table. I have no doubt that those kids are going to be really excited about playing for Eddie George. Yeah, there will be questions. He doesn't have the past coaching history. But I can tell you this. When he goes ahead and announces the staff that he is hiring, there are going to be some names on there that are going to flabbergast you uh, because it's, it's a who's who of some past football. And I, I don't feel like it's fair for me to go into it, even though I know some of the names. But just suffice it to say, they're going to get your attention. They're going to get your attention, George. And they're going to create the buzz, and they're going to win the press conference, and they're going to do all that stuff. Are they going to win football games? Because at the collegiate level, at the HBCU level, where none of those names, because I'm familiar with some of them as well, have any experience at the HBCU level, and few of those names have experience at the collegiate level. And that's the gamble, Mo, as you know. Excuse me, I just dropped the phone. I apologize. (laughs) 
Um, that wasn't very broadcast-ish, was it? Hey, um, it's all right. You're the guest today. You get to do stuff like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and and Mo is absolutely right that, uh, you know, who knows where this is going to go. The first thing is I think Tennessee State University needs a little bit of football identity right now that has been lacking. And that's not all Rod Reed's fault. The school really has not done a lot either. I went to their game on Sunday, and, you know, it made me realize Hale Stadium with a little bit of work could be a pretty darn attractive um, proposition. 16, 18,000 seat stadium, um, but it hasn't been worked on in a long time. Sounds like I'm talking about Vandy. But in this case, I'm talking about Tennessee State. There's a lot of positives. There's an indoor practice facility uh, that's available. So he's got some resources. And I think, Mo, he's also got an alumni group that is dying to help him. Uh, They've been quiet for a while, but I think that's going to be one of Eddie's strong suits is reaching out to them and saying, listen, I need your help as well. It's going to be interesting, obviously. Um, as you said, George, I, I second every comment that you made regarding Rod Reed. Um, 18 years on the coaching staff over there, the last 11 as head coach, served as defensive coordinator before that, um, an alumnus. Um, obviously, the program has underachieved under his leadership relative to what you would expect because as you look at Tennessee State and you look at the Ohio Valley Conference, it's tough to understand. They're in the biggest city in the conference by far, obviously. Um, as you mentioned, the facilities are all there. Everything is there for, for Tennessee State to be successful athletically, and so the question becomes why are they not? And I think I think that question probably goes beyond football, to be honest. But right now, that's what we're talking about. And so, um, we come to the gamble, as you said. And and I think there's going to be two factions as people consider this situation. I think you're going to see people that are going to say, "Okay, Eddie George is going to create some buzz, and." Tennessee State is going to get some buzz out of this, and it's up to them to build on it. I think there's going to be another faction that's going to say, what if you had done this with, quote, a real football coach, you know, someone who's got some collegiate football coaching experience either in or out of the HBCU realm and provide the support financially that it's going to take to bring in some of these names that we referred to that, that some of us know who they are and, and out of respect for them and the process don't want to say, but you know, what if you had actually done this with either an up and coming or an established football coach instead of a name? Well, you're absolutely right. The point that you're driving home is, you know, they should have taken care of one of their own. And that's one of the things I feel bad about with Rod Reed. I also wonder if there comes a point in the modern-day coaching where you reach a shelf life of about 10 years and all of a sudden people stop listening to you, the message gets old. 
I am starting to buy that more than I used to. Mm-hmm. The Mike Krzyzewskis of 30 that's probably a thing of the past that we're never going to see again. That said, um, now it's now it's Eddie George's turn. And one of the things that I think is going to help him is that he's got a guy like Jeff Fisher who has already done a ton to help him and is going to continue to help him, even though he won't be, quote, part of the staff. He certainly will be a resource that Eddie can lean on at any point. I'm really impressed with the level of how much Jeff Fisher cares for Eddie George. It's a former player of his, but gosh, that's now been, what, 16, 17 years ago. And apparently their relationship is still really strong. And I know that Jeff is pretty proud of this moment that's happening. And I think that's part of what is going to be a really cool story here. Yeah, speaking with George Plaster on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, uh, George, when you really deep dive into this thing, are you surprised that Eddie George would take the Tennessee State football coaching position? Chris, I was initially um, when I first found out about this, and this has been several weeks ago, and um, that was my first thought was, Eddie George has been successful at every last thing he's ever done. And, you know, I admire that because God gives us all different talents. I feel like he gave me one or two, but it looks like he gave Eddie about ten. And Eddie's successful at every last one of them. But I will tell you this story. The first year that the Oilers were in town, Eddie George and I did a post-game show together at Rio Bravo, which was down near Vandy, down near the stadium where they were playing that year. Eddie is the most fierce competitor I have ever been around. When they lost, it was miserable to do a show with him. He and I laugh about it from time to time now, and I'm hoping we're able to laugh about it later this afternoon uh, when I get him on the show, the um, he, he just there's a burning desire. There's a competitor in him that I'm not sure all of us. Well, we saw it as a player, but I'm not sure we see it in what he's been doing since then. And I think that that level of passion is what has driven this whole deal. I mean, that's a you're right in the sense that. Eddie George is going to be as competitive as anybody, but I just, uh, when Eddie George walks into an 18 year old's house and he's not touched a football since that kid was two years old, you know, is that going to be enough? Is, you know, is he going to have to carry the Heisman Trophy with him when he goes into these recruiting visits? I don't know. I mean, I ask, I say this because I mean, there's there's some some folks on Facebook who will tell you that he was at East Nashville earlier this year, and there wasn't a kid on the team who knew who he was. I know that's scary, and I run into that from time to time when I say to a 25 year old, "Do you know who CM Newton is?" <laughs> and they look at me like, you know, uh, I might have asked, might as well have asked about Muammar Gaddafi. 
and, and it is. It, it I mean, it, that part's scary. So, you know, th- they're going to have to do a good job of creating the narrative and showing the film of him and, and all that kind of stuff and, and what it was he accomplished. And then he's going to have to go sell himself, not necessarily as the former player or the former Heisman Trophy winner, but as a football coach who is taking a program and moving, you know, on the rise. That's what he's going to have to do. I mean, you've asked a great question, and the truth of it is, I guess I've been in a four-corner stall to say, I don't really know the answer, (laughs) but I know this. He's going to find out the answer pretty early. Yeah. Um, Again, we're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with George Plaster, and um, George, clearly this move on the part of Tennessee State mirrors a move that resulted in Deion Sanders being named as football coach down at Jackson State. Um, oh, by the way, TSU and Jackson State will play in the Southern Heritage Classic September 11th at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. But um, this mirrors Dion or Jackson State and Dion. And somebody will listen to this segment and and come to the conclusion that I'm not an Eddie George fan. That's not true at all. Loved what he did on the field for the Tennessee Titans when he was doing it. Eddie George is not Deion Sanders. And so when you're talking about buzz and that kind of thing, you know, Eddie's not been on the NFL network and he's not had the E60 and the 30 for 30 and all the other stuff to stay out in front of people, you know, the subway commercials, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing, to stay out in front of folks the way Dion has, you know, Coach Prime and all that other stuff. So I get what TSU is trying to do with this move. I'm not sure that all of the pieces mirror the pieces in Jackson for this to have the impact that Jackson State expects it to have. And I'm not even sure that the jury is in on whether or not it's had the impact in Jackson. So I see what you're trying to do. I'm not sure I agree with the, with the concept. Yeah, and only time will tell whether this works or not. Uh, the one thing that that I will say in Eddie George's corner mm-hmm. is that there's a substance about him. There's a believability about him. When he walks into that, you know, when he walked into Rio Bravo on those days, um, that's um, man. There's there's a believability factor in him when he talks. He is sincere. First of all, he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always felt that way about him. Uh, but there's also a believability about him and a credibility, a work ethic uh, from his pro days. I think that's what he's going to have to sell to parents is, listen, I did win a Heisman Trophy, and I'll be glad to show it to you if that matters. But here's the substance behind me, and that is, I'm going to get this program turned in the right direction. I'm going to get people behind me that maybe haven't been a part of the program in a while. And we're going to get this thing on the move. And the question is whether you, Mr. Recruit A or B, are willing to buy this 
and be a part of something special. And I think that's what Eddie's going to sell, if I had to guess. So basically what George Plaster is saying is that the best part about Eddie George is he's not Deion Deion Sanders. Sanders. (laughs) Because the difference... I can see that. The difference is when Deion walks in, it's charisma. It's all about the show. But when Eddie George walks in, it's about the football. As Boots Donnelly would say... It's about the steak, not the sizzle. Hey. All Flash hat, no and cattle. dash versus yeah. substance. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that. Maybe all cattle, no hat. There we go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. That, and that could work. I'm not saying it's not going to work. I just don't think it's the same necessarily, uh, the, the same idea. I mean, what's next? John Stallworth at A&M? <laughs> I mean. Hey. I don't know. Jackson State's on a three-game losing streak right now, mm. so uh, <laughs> including a loss to Alabama A and M. Here's the one thing, guys, that I will say because I, I've I've heard and seen and, and read some of the stuff about lack of coaching experience. I will say this: with Jeff Fisher's help, he has assembled a group, and and personally, I think Eddie. I think one of his strengths is he knows what he doesn't know. And I think he's going to be willing to listen to some of those people who can mentor him a little bit uh, and, and, you know, get him on a fast track of certain things he may not know all that much about. Jeff Fisher is certainly one of those resources that's available to him, and he's been smart enough to use that already. But there are others uh, that are going to be on that staff that you're going to be able to go, wow. Okay, I can see that. All right. Well, I I am looking forward to hearing some of those names. That sure. is that is that is what is going to make me either a believer or not. And I think that's uh that's the key. So And and well, I think the key is I think everybody wants to see this work. I think a lot of people and and I'm in this camp are skeptical but I think everybody wants to see Tennessee State get this right, to see Tennessee State get football right and get it to where, you know, most everybody in this community expect it to be. There you go. Mo, I think you you hit the nail on the head earlier about what resources there are in this city. And the Tennessee State football in the Ohio Valley Conference ought to be up at the top or near the top. And that's what they're going to try to achieve. Whether this ends up being the right move or not, I at least like the fact that they have thought out of the box a little bit, that they have gotten in a room and said, okay, what about X or what about Y? And I'm like y'all, I guess initially I was surprised that he was willing to do it. But then I got to thinking of my real Bravo days with him and I was like, there is a big-time competitor who hates to lose. Hates to lose maybe as much as any human being that I have ever come in contact with. There is something useful about that. Mm-hmm. There's no question. George, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We appreciate it, and you will be uh, you will be welcomed back on this show very soon. So, <laughs> Well, let's leave it this way. Mo deserves better. 
<laughs> we'll take what we can get right now. George Pastor, hey, go go ahead. Can I say one other thing real quick? Absolutely. Mo, did you see the call a couple of nights ago in the Braves game? How did they how did they miss that? His blood pressure had just gotten down. Uh, yeah, we, we were just um Getting that dealt with, George. So thanks for bringing it back up. To answer your oh. question, yes, I did see it. <laughs> what is, What are they doing? Um, we have we have discussed this at ad, ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. <laughs> and you know the fact of the matter is, if that's what you're going to get out of review, then you probably need to get rid of it. So yeah, uh, I was I, I was watching it. A friend of mine. Had, had a phone, you know, that, that would allow him to see it. I know I'm a little behind on all this. <laughs> but I'm watching that as I'm sweating out the Preds game. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the arena um, watching it. I'm in Section 304, and I'm watching this. And I couldn't believe it when they said run scores. And I love the fact that Snicker went out there and told them to take their replay and shove it up their butt. Uh, I, Bobby Cox would have been carried off that field. Somebody, oh my God. somebody posted on Facebook last night, Bobby Cox would be in prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ejection number 135. Oh, without question. Without question. Oh, See man. you guys later. All right, Looking George. forward to talking to you again. That's George Plaster on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. When we return, it's uh, more. more college pro Titans, Preds, Preds probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get we get to all that and more. And it's, it's top, top five, five Tuesday. Tuesday. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11 right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices certainly in the southeast on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into the show. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint on this Tuesday edition. Um, we can talk a little bit about the Preds for a brief moment. Um, they did not make any moves at the deadline. I thought they made one. Well, they did, but it wasn't anything no. of, of real note. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm I'm a little surprised by that, I guess. Um basically I, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know that they knew which way to go. I mean, they they've been on this run here of late, but Yeah, but they didn't do anything either way. They didn't sell or buy. They just kind of sat. Yeah, and they probably, you know, the problem is within this run, they've not beat anybody they're going to play in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. Um, so Preds get um, Gudbrinson, um for a prospect, uh, Brandon Fortunato, who's, you know, and a, a draft pick. So I. I don't know if that's anything of note. Mm-hmm. It's not really. Um, anyway, so there's that. All right. Before we get into Top 5 Tuesday, we have one more thing we need to do, and that is tell you what happened today in Braves history. Yeah. Um, Braves. Last night, the Braves fell 5-3 in extra innings to Miami. They play again today. What time? I believe that one is also a six 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 twenty start. Okay, so five oh five pregame on our sister station, WKRM one oh three point seven. This day in Atlanta Braves history on April thirteenth, twenty eleven, Chipper Jones spoils Florida's bid for a shutout when he homers in the bottom of the ninth inning of the Braves five one loss at Turner Field. With that homer, he joined Eddie Murray and Mickey Mantle as just the third switch hitter in Major League history to compile 1,500 RBIs. Finished his career a year later with 1,623 RBIs and was a first ballot Baseball Hall of Fame inductee in 2018. So, that's this day in Atlanta Braves history. (laughs) So, big deal there. He spooled the no-hitter. Shut up. Shut out. But well, I think the bigger deal is that he reached he became, the 1,500, yeah, 1500 RBI yeah. plateau, joining um, Eddie Murray, who finished with 1917, and Mickey Mantle with 1509. That's great. As the third switch hitter to reach that mark. So, yeah. April 13th wasn't a whole lot going on in Braves history. Clearly, that? yeah. Clearly, not much. You know what yesterday was that we did that we didn't use the opening of Fulton County Stadium. Hmm. Yesterday was the anniversary of the opening of Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, the launching pad. (laughs) All right. Um, It's Top 5 Tuesday, and Top 5 Tuesday is brought to you by our friends at Mid-South 5 Fitness. Make sure to go see Thalias Steele and the folks over at Mid-South 5 Fitness to all of your fitness needs. Two great locations, one in Columbia, another in Franklin, steelathletes.com that's s-t-e-e-l athletes.com today's top five is brought to you um by my vacation upcoming (laughs) yeah um 
So this is exciting. Um, vacation spots. Vacation spots. So tell me, last week, by the way, we got drilled. Coach Mike's peanut M&Ms just apparently took the cake. Over my caramel bugles? Over, well, after I had the caramel bugles, by the way, holy cow, those things are fantastic. They may be my new number one. You're welcome. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, And what was your you, – you had Chex Mix. Uh, the bold Chex Mix, yeah. yeah. You finished so, third? Uh, we tied. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, wish, uh, I guess you could see Mo's face for watching on Facebook. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, so um, let's go ahead and do that. So we got a couple things. One, these are these are all vacation spots that we have actually been to. Except? Except one we're going to give you first, and that is our place we haven't been but want to go. So let's do that first. Do you have one? Oh, I absolutely have one. Yeah, San Diego. San Diego. We're going to go watch Ryan Weathers? That would be cool. If yeah, I could get cool, out there right? doing a homestand, absolutely I would go. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm always down to go to um, a, ballpark, a, ball, a ballpark. Especially one I've not been to. Right. And I, clearly, I've not been to Petco because I've not been to San Diego. So, yeah. So I have an honorable mention, and here's why I have to have an honorable mention. It's because... It wasn't just one place. After my senior year in high school, me, and if you watch It's a Southern Thing or uh, you watch um, the Matt Mitchell, the ostrich, the guy that does Bless Your Rank. So he was my, my best friend in high school, and we took a road trip with another friend of ours who uh, actually sings tenor for Karen Peck here in Nashville, lives in Nashville, uh, Grant Gibson. We all took out... Uh, and took off as soon as we ended our senior year, and we went to from Birmingham to Nashville to Chicago to uh, I'm sorry to Cincinnati to Chicago, Chicago to Wisconsin to uh, Milwaukee, then to Minneapolis, back down through Iowa to St. Louis, and then Memphis, and then back home. So that was cool. All right, number five. It was a big. It was a road trip. It wasn't really a vacation. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, anyway. My number five is San Antonio. Love San Antonio. Go to the River Wall. My number five is, you know, Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge. Because I don't really care for the traffic, but if I can get in one place and just be there, it's pretty cool. It's a nice chill. That's interesting because it's not on my list, but we go there like two times a year, so it should probably be on my list. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Number four for me is Vegas. I don't really enjoy being there a long time, but for two or three days, it's fun. The only time I've been to Vegas was for work, and so, oh. yeah. My number four is San Antonio. Hey, there you go. Yeah. We love it's it. It's a great town. My number three is, well, this never happens here. <laughs> New Orleans, Louisiana, <laughs> where they never steal laptops out of cars. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that was your number. My number three. My number three is New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Hey, look at there. It's almost like we've been working together for a year. Go figure. Um, number two for me is tried and true, old school Orange Beach, Alabama. I love to go down to Orange Beach, Florabama. Like I said, that's that's just my that's the thing I'm gonna like to do most. My number two is not Orange Beach. 
but it's a beach and it's a slept on beach. Michigan City, Indiana. It's on the shores. So there's of, a beach in Indiana? There, there is. There absolutely oh, okay. is. It's on the shores of Lake Michigan. Oh. And it's, you know, it's not nearly as hot. It's not nearly as crowded. It's it's really nice. I might have to check that out. It's, check it's that pretty out. cool. It's probably, what what is it, a six-hour drive? Roughly. Yeah. It's not bad. It's kind of. Three hours less than what I'm going to be driving tonight. Yeah. I would not, I would not suggest going this time of year, obviously. But yeah. June, July, it, August. The summer? Yeah. Way better. More options. Mm-hmm. All right. And number one, I got to go with the place I got married. Savannah, Georgia, Tybee Island. Beautiful. There's so much to do. There's the ba- There's the beach, but there's also the historical aspect of Savannah, the ghost tours. So much to do and so much to see that you can't not love it. The absent... Um, J.P. Plant yes. checked in with St. George's Island or well St. George Island yeah. as number one. So there you go. Y'all are right there together. My number one is Orange Beach. Go. Oh, come on. Yeah, especially when you can work in a little Lambert's over oh. there. Yeah, sorry, that was the wrong one. I meant to do that. Yeah. Lambert's, home of the throat rolls. No doubt. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. I will not be back the rest of the week. George Plaster will be joining Mo tomorrow as the special guest host, so that's going to be exciting. And stick around the rest of the week because it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a ton of folks who are coming on. and uh, Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun for you. Just You're going to love it. I, I am going to have fun, but you are too. <laughs> um, if you missed any part of today's show, the podcast is available sm-tnsports.com. Make sure to check it out there. We appreciate you guys hanging out. For Maurice Patton, I am Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,